This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, the big announcement when it comes to transportation was the replacement project for the Patello Bridge. A big announcement this past week, and we're going to talk more about that coming up in the program. But joining us now is Linda Hepner, the mayor of Surrey. Linda Hepner, Mayor Hepner, thank you so much for being with us. Good Sunday morning with all the snow, Jill. Yes. Did you get much snow in Surrey? Yes, we do. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully the roads are okay in Surrey today and people are being extra careful on the roads. Uh, let's talk a bit about this announcement. Uh, on Friday, you talked about how this was uh, saving the mayors a big headache by the province stepping in and taking over the Patella Bridge. Uh, how, does it, how does it save the mayors or how does it uh, get rid of that headache? Well, what we had always intended with the uh, Patello Bridge, and it was the first priority project for the mayors in the uh, transportation plan, how we had intended on paying for that was through tolling. So uh, the the fact that there, the premier removed all the tolls then left us in a real uh, deficit position in terms of how are we going to pay for that bridge. So we had always publicly said we expected the province then to uh, pick up those pieces and to uh, uh, ensure that that bridge was going to get built and paid for. So taking over the bridge, making sure that project gets done in in the timeline that uh, is necessary. That was all good news. Do you think, was there a missed opportunity there because the tolling was taken off the table for the province, so to get federal funding and at least try and get the federal government to pick up some of the tab of that bridge? Uh, I don't have, uh, I, I don't think so. I think the uh, federal government has uh, come to the table significantly relative to the uh, the overall transportation plan, and there are other opportunities with federal funding still going forward. For, for instance, there's a green infrastructure fund that will also, if you're doing things that alleviate uh, GHG emissions, and, uh, so, and, and there may be some opportunities relative to the pedestrian and the bicycle pathways that that bridge will also um, be advancing in the region. What does it mean for, for the plan for LRT in Surrey? Well, the LRT and the Broadway corridor were the next large capital items that, uh, and since they have already received the focused funding from both the federal government at 40% and the provincial government at 40%, and now we're closing the gap at uh, the regional share, that just makes those projects uh, and the timeline for those projects uh, look a lot more optimistic. I am hopeful that over the next several weeks, uh, we can finalize this so that as we go into uh, spring uh, that the uh, the deals are done and that we're one of the uh, provinces that has signed the bilateral agreement with the feds to get moving on the procurement of those projects. And if, if that was the case, if moving into spring the deals were done, when realistically do you think we would actually see LRT up and running in Surrey? We would be... Uh, w- well, we're already doing some advance work in Surrey. We've uh, and and uh, we'll continue to do the early works. There's a lot of early works that need to be done, and some of that the city can do all, uh, and we are doing already. But we would be expecting those procurement documents in some uh, uh, form, be- final form, before the year is out. Before the year is out. But do you have a goal as far as yep. when construction would begin and when it would actually be up and running? Yes, Jill, I had a really good goal. It was about three years ago. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. And it didn't work. First, we had a crazy referendum, and then we had a change in government federally, and then we had a change in government provincially. So um, I'm, I'd love, I, when I set a target, uh, life intervenes. <laughs> but yes, the sooner we get it, the better, the happier I will be. But now we're probably looking at 2020, 2021. <laughs> All right. Uh, You mentioned the referendum. Uh, As we know, the referendum didn't pass. Uh, There's been a lot of talk lately of the idea of a property tax increase being back on the table. Uh, Is that something? Because the money does, uh, even with the the federal government and the provincial government, uh, the the funding coming in, the money still has to come from somewhere. Is it back with mayors looking at uh, a property tax increase to pay for these things? You know, what has... uh, uh, the, The gap has has clearly closed significantly. Um, And so what we're looking for from the mayors, the contribution from the mayors, is a lot less than we originally thought we were going to have to to come up with. First of all, there were some some significant monies made with respect to selling of the properties in Vancouver. Um, And so, you know, we've been able to close that gap in a a number of ways. Does anyone want property tax around that table? I can tell you, no, they don't. Uh, If it was included in a basket that was so significantly less that there uh, there was a little bit of wiggle room, I think that anybody, I think that everybody is anxious to just make sure that the plan gets completed in, in its entirety. And so we'll be looking um, through the Finance Committee of uh, TransLink and the Mayor's Council, the Joint Committee, at what those options are. Uh, but- no one has taken it completely off the table, let's say that, but it's not, a, it's, it's not the first go-to place. I think there's so many other uh, um, options available to us. Uh, but even if we put it in the, in the basket, as you say, and looking at other things like, like gas taxes, which we already pay a huge amount in gas taxes, or a vehicle levy, which has been not a popular choice in the past as well, uh, don't you think people, no, I mean, on the one hand, popular. no, I mean, the tolls are gone, and, and I think people view that as a bit of a reprieve, but if we're then going to be slammed with all of these new taxes and fees, uh, how are people any better off? Well, I think that uh, you have to remember the, the price tag on some of these projects. We're talking about seven, eight billion dollars worth of improvements for uh, mobility in this region. Most of which is being picked up by uh, the federal government and the province. So, what do as spe- as, as specific uh, taxpayers and, and users in this region? That that amount is minuscule compared to where we're getting the other funding. And I agree with you, there's only one taxpayer, but we do have to pay for these projects in some fashion. Uh, maybe it's a, a sl- even a slight fare increase. Um, we'll do some comparators of where we are in the region relative to other places in the country and, and see what we come up with. But uh, the projects need to be built, and we need to make sure that we can move not only people easily around the region, but uh, goods and services. Uh, exactly. Although I would imagine the taxpayer, too, even though the when you look at the bigger picture, it might appear minuscule. It doesn't feel minuscule when somebody is seeing their property no. taxes go up and their gas taxes go up. And now they're paying a vehicle levy or they're paying higher parking fees. So they're paying uh, all of these other fees. Well, and when you even look at gas taxes, when you say uh, gas taxes is, is not an escalating number, gas taxes are actually a, diminish, a diminishing form 
of revenue when you look at the other kinds of uh, when you look at the vehicles now electric vehicles um, those are those numbers are increasing every single year so our gas tax is not an increasing uh, revenue source so we have to take that into consideration as well uh, the price tag for LRT uh, back in 2014 was pegged at just uh, more than two billion dollars do do you have an updated number or any idea what it's going to cost we know it's going to cost a lot more given the property um, the cost of property increases and giving given the where Canada now sits in terms of the American dollar and and uh, and the uh, construction escalating costs of construction we know it's a lot more but uh, we have put all of those um, into a business case that is sitting with the province and as soon as as the province gives us the go-ahead on the uh, uh, review of that business case we can release all of those numbers so do you do you have a number That's or new- to say it's it's considerably more given those factors is it double the, the two billion that it was in 2014 no no, no 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 hopefully not but every day we go by it's hundreds of thousands of dollars more. And uh, Mayor, one more question to, just before I let you go. The, the Patella Bridge, a lot of people are very pleased with this announcement that it is being taken over by the province. It's being fast-tracked. But there is some question as to why we would build a four-lane bridge and this idea that the design allows for it to be expanded to six in the future. That's not going to happen. That would be extremely expensive. Do you think, is a four-lane bridge, are four lanes enough? The given that the tolls have been removed off the Golden Ears, and given that the tolls uh, uh, don't exist on the uh, uh, Portman, it is at least an easier way for people to move around the region. Um, do I think that in, in a perfect world that six lanes would have been uh, a better choice? Yes, but Surrey agreed with uh, ultimately with our negotiations with New Westminster that we would have divided pedestrian and divided uh, bicycle and have it an expandable uh, 2-6 at some point in the future. And it will, uh, uh, in my mind, if as long as we get those connections that allow us to connect to uh, Highway 17 and, uh, and to the billions of dollars that was spent on the north perimeter, that... Um, it, it's it, it's um, it is a compromise that Surrey made several years ago, and I'm prepared to stick with it. So Surrey would have preferred six, but New Westminster wanted four. That is correct. All right, Mayor, we'll have to leave New it. New Westminster was very concerned about their community and what six lanes uh, um, going immediately into their uh, downtown core was going to to uh, look like in terms of their livability. And we, uh, we negotiated for a very long time and came up with the uh, separated pedestrian and bicycle lanes and the opportunity to expand to six if this, uh, if this proved unworkable. Um, but if we have an LRT system that connects our community, and right now uh, three-quarters of our community is going amongst our various uh, core centers, um, and we have the removal of the tolls on those other bridges, I think it will alleviate enough that, um, w- that this will be a work- good workable solution and provide and be the good neighbor that we need to be in terms of New West as well. All right, uh, Mayor, we'll have to leave it there. But thank you so much uh, for joining us on this snowy morning. I appreciate your time today.
You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.